Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Sojaro. Uh, I'm uh, one of the Ruby core committers, and I live in Tokyo. So it's um, 9 a.m. in Japan. So it's pretty mm-hmm. uh, somewhat early morning, but I, I'm fine. So uh, thank you for inviting me to the, this podcast, and I'm very uh, excited to talk here. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of exciting stuff coming from the, the Ruby core team. Um, we got Ruby 3.3 in December, which is exciting. And yeah, lots of cool stuff. Um, do you want to tell everybody what you do on the Ruby core team? Yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, I'm my project is uh, RBS in the Ruby core. Mm-hmm. It is um, uh, Ruby Gem uh, that is bundled. Uh, I think that it was started from the Ruby 2.7 or 3.0. I forgot exactly, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's included in the Ruby distribution, and you can use that without the uh, another step to install that gem. Uh, it is um, uh, how do you say that? Uh, for the type checkers or type checkings. So okay. the yeah, RBS is um language it's also a language uh it is to describe the structure of the your ruby programs so your programs have some classes some modules some methods and uh it may relate the each other so the rbs is a language to uh how do I say to describe the structure of the classes modules and it okay. is also a gem to find the files and load to the uh, Ruby program and doing something to, yeah, interpreting the language. Cool. Well, I'm going to ask the big question for this summit, and that is, what is the future of Ruby? And we it doesn't necessarily have to be type checking or type signatures. Uh, any part of Ruby that you're excited to, talk about or anything you're excited to see come out i'm happy to hear about any and all of it uh, eventually we will talk about type signatures but we can start wherever you want yeah 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 uh so yeah i think that i can start talking about the future of the rbs or some types mm-hmm. in the community uh yeah so I started uh, working for the RBS gem about five years ago. So, and then worked, uh, developed some gems. And yeah, I also developed a static type checker for Ruby. Uh, it's called okay. Steve. And yeah, this uh, uh my main project I'm working for uh, related to Ruby. So yeah, I hope the in the future the more Ruby programs or more lobbyists uh, uses the gems or right types. Uh, right types? I don't know. But yeah, this is the difference between me and Matt about the, what the types can do for Ruby programs. But okay. yeah, <laughs> so he hates writing types. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, to, I mean that uh, I don't think that Posting writing types to your programs, of course, uh, but that, yeah, the the point is that to get the uh, the maximum out of the types or the out of the analysis. So you have to. It's it's better to describe your 
opinion your thoughts as a types mm -hmm. in some programs so yeah so but that yeah i mean that uh getting more popular making my type systems gems uh rbs and steep more popular in ruby mm -hmm. is uh, one of the features i'm thinking of about ruby okay um yeah i i haven't done a lot with the types uh options in ruby um i know that there's rbs like you said i think we've talked to somebody about sorbet mm -hmm. in in ruby um I also do a JavaScript podcast, and this reminds me a little bit of TypeScript that sits on top of JavaScript. And yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think through uh, some of the things that I've heard. Um, I've heard a few people basically talk about how it catches bugs or issues that they wouldn't otherwise run into um, before they release a production. So that's that's one thing. And then a lot of times the conversation also goes to tooling. Are are there any other benefits to having a type system in Ruby that you think people would drive people to adopt it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the finding some kind of the bugs is uh, absolutely the one of the most important outcomes from this mm -hmm. project. But that uh, yeah, to, the recent type checkers also provide some of the integration into the editors. So it will mm -hmm. help you reading your Ruby code, writing your right. Ruby code. So it will show you some of the uh, possible method names as a completion, and you can pick someone. Or okay. it will show you the, uh, how do you say, that uh, cool documentation of what this method mm -hmm. is doing. So what the parameter should be, or yeah, like that. So this is to help the writing your Ruby code in IDE. Another one is that, uh, you, it will help you reading your Ruby programs, reading your programs. Mm -hmm. So you will uh, hover some of the nodes in the Ruby programs, and then it will show help. Uh, the the editor will help will show you some of the documentation of that method, or you can jump to the method implementation to confirm what it is doing exactly. So. Where you may find something to uh, some of the references, the, some of the uh, to be called snippets in your pro project mm -hmm. uh, that is calling that method. So these features uh, will be, yeah, it, it will really help you reading, writing your Ruby programs. So yeah, I think that it's it probably more important than simply finding the bugs so we can right. find bugs by writing tests or deploying into the production and seeing the some bug reports or but the, yeah so the the type system just works through um annotations basically when you uh, use parameters or um, declare a method or things like that right Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's a bit complicated. <laughs> I mean that. Uh huh. Uh, so, as you see in TypeScript, Java, C Sharp, or in any modern type text languages, uh, mm -hmm. we usually expect uh, writing the type signatures in your source code. 
So right. just above the uh, method definition, what is that? So, mm-hmm. uh, but that RBS is a bit different from that. So it has a separate files. It's it's a different language from Ruby. And then mm-hmm. we need to, uh, how do you say that, write something, the, some of the abstraction of the UB, your Ruby program in the, the So there is some class, class something, or def something to define the method. And then, yeah, then the type checker will combine the two, uh, Ruby code and RBS file and type check that. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. So, um, yeah, well, one thing that's interesting is, and I haven't seen it as much in Ruby, but definitely in JavaScript, there's been a wide amount of adoption for the types. And it, it basically boils down to the tooling and some of the things that you're talking about. So do you think this is going to get as wide adoption in Ruby or are we, do we just do things differently than say the JavaScript community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Uh yeah, I still don't have uh, any concrete conclusion, any okay. conclusion for that. So I don't know that how much the adoption will be or how it will be. So there are some cases that uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that if you develop some application, the type checkers will help you. So, but that mm-hmm. it also needs some of the uh, type definition of the libraries. So. The, so if some some gem authors uh, writes types of the gem and includes the mm-hmm. type definition in the gem, it's, it works. So it's it's very okay. great. Uh, yeah, everyone will be happy. But that yeah, uh, I don't think that every uh, gem authors want to do that. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some gems will ship without type definition or yeah. So. For that case, uh, uh, we have uh, how do I say the community managed type definition repository. So it's under mm-hmm. the GitHub Ruby organization and called uh, Gem RBS Collection. So we have uh, yeah uh, some gems inside the repository and the type definition of that gems. So it's something like that uh, define entry typed for the type system, uh, TypeScript, JavaScript. So they also have a big community managed repositories for the right. packages that ships without the type definition. So we are doing the same. So I hope it will help you. But that, yeah, the coverage of the Gem RBS correction is very small, and yeah, we are waiting mm-hmm. for your contribution. <laughs> yeah, right. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I have to say I'm not convinced that this is something that I want. I'm also <laughs> not convinced though that it's not something that wouldn't be good for me. So I, I'm a little curious what what is the disagreement between you and Matt on um on ruby type signatures and stuff like that yeah 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 uh it's about it uh what yeah 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 he says that uh he wants something like the type inference 
so uh-huh. we don't have to write types in the Ruby programs or okay. in the type signatures, but that it will be automatically generated from the Ruby programs. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, this is the, what Matt is, Matt hopes. And yeah, I don't think it's, it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that uh, Ruby program is really flexible, so that generated uh, generated types will be too. I would say that too strict, or it's too permissive. So it means okay, yeah. yeah. So we can pass that something, and then we can get something. So it, it's it, right. it may be a type, but it it's not helpful. So or we can say that it, it's an integer to integer. So it means mm-hmm. that uh, it may be correct, but that uh, we may want to pass something like the float, and then it may work. So, yeah. So it's it's a it's very important to find a good balance between the uh, two specific one or two general one, the, mm-hmm. the best fit. And the yeah, the the problem is that uh, it's not the it's not the something we can find uh, technically or automatically, but that uh, we the, the the programmer has the answer to it. It's a programmer's mm-hmm. opinion. It's programmer's intention. So, what is the best type is the programmer's intention, and we cannot generate the yeah the the very good one automatically. That's yeah, good. I can I can see why that would be a hard problem. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, then we need some types. So it's 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 it it's not the uh, some uh, technical constraints, but that it's an opinion of the authors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, makes sense. So. Um... So yes, yeah, so you said that this was shipped with um, Ruby two seven or Ruby three zero. Um, so if I want to use a feature like this, how do I turn it on? Do I just do I even need to like require it or gem install it or? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, RBS is a gem. It is bundled to Ruby. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's <clears throat> it means that uh, when you install some Ruby distribution using RBM, RBM, mm-hmm. I don't know, but so then uh, the gem is already installed on your computer, right? So you don't need to gem install RBS or something. Yeah, but that, yeah, just, of course, just that, require RBS. Yeah, just require RBS. But that, yeah, I also recommend using the latest version of RBS. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I mean that I recommend the, uh, yeah, uh, putting the RBS in your gem file logs, but that, yeah. Right, that makes sense. So if you put it into your gem file or so then, gem install so, it, then you'll have the latest version. Yeah, it will be the one. Yeah, it is the recommended way. Very or, cool. Yep. I kind of want to go play with it and just see if I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope there will be a really some interesting experience. That so that uh, you can write that 
types of your Ruby programs in uh, in RBS. So mm-hmm. there's some class, something, something, something. So, but that uh, also, I, yeah, my recommendation is that using some static type checkers. I mean, it's deep. It's my static type checker. Then it will validate the uh, how do you say the consistency between the your uh, Ruby mm-hmm. program and your RBS type definition. And then it will find some type errors, or yeah, it will provide some editor integration. And yeah, but that if you, uh, yeah, if you are not interested in using the static type checkers like Steep, uh, you can use the RBS gem itself. So mm-hmm. you will write the RBS files, and then you will write some tests for the type definitions using the RBS okay. library. So it's, it's somewhat the, uh, really uh, weird, it's strange, but that we we have the, uh, how do you say, the type definition of your Ruby program. And we also have a test, unit test for the type definition. And then, yeah, it works. So, so this is something that's out there that people can already use. Um... So what what is your type checker? You you said it was uh, Steeb, Steeb, yeah. And is that also bundled in with Ruby, or do I have to go install it? Uh, it's not bundled in Ruby, so okay. it should be installed by yourself. So yeah, okay. is that because of the uh, how do you say that disagreement with Matt? But it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So uh, you may know also how about the uh, type prop. It is an, another project uh, by the, mm-hmm. it is built on the top of the RBS. And it's doing more uh, closer to what the math helps. So it scans your Ruby code and generates the RBS files. Oh, and cool. So yeah, you don't have to write down every uh, RBS files, but that RB uh, the type profile do by scanning the URLB code. So this is, uh, yeah, type prop is bundled to Ruby, so you don't have to install type prop mm. gem. So yeah, type prop is bundled, but Steve is not bundled. Okay. Yep. Very cool. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see if people adopt this. Um, I've heard various people talk about different aspects of type checking in Ruby and whether or not they like it. I know some people really, really like it, and some people really don't even want to think about it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, one feature I want you to see is that uh, a lot of more projects are built on the top of RBS. I mean that mm-hmm. uh, currently the yeah, type prof is a static type checker that uses on RBS and Steve right. is also a static type checker. And uh, we have a plugin of IRB that helps the uh, doing doing the completion for the your uh, how do you say interactive Ruby programming in IRB. Mm-hmm. So based on the types. And yeah, that's it. So but that, I think that uh, we want more projects, some 
Uh, for example, the one thing I have in my opinion is that in my mind is that uh, Robocop or something like that. So Robocop sometimes, uh, yeah, some of the cops in Robocop is doing, detecting some, how do you say that, dangerous method calls, mm-hmm. like the open, kind of open, yeah, I forgot right. that. But that, yeah, so, but that, it's not very clear that if it is exactly calls that open method, but that, uh, using the type checkers or using the result of type checking, the the method detection will be improved. Cool. Yeah. So it will give you the more precise uh how to say that detection of which method is called. Mm-hmm. And it means that uh we can develop more cops the more cops to find some problematic ruby code so right yeah i mean that uh if we yeah if it is a really uh common method name or there are a lot of the misdetection of that method we cannot save that cops because there will be so many false positives but that if we can make it more precise then we can do more analysis right yeah Makes sense. So when you're not working on type systems for Ruby, what what do you do? Oh, about the programming? You mean? Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, In fact, almost everything I do for Ruby programming is about type checkers. (laughs) No, makes sense. Um, Something related to the type checkers. Yeah, yeah. I use some... Yeah, I do some of the uh, parser, parsing. Right. Yeah, I, I'm working for the parser generator, but it, yeah, it's for RBS gem, but yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so do you get paid to work on RBS then? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, partly. Not that time but that yeah part uh-huh. of my work time is uh, i can use for the rbs and okay Steve. yeah it's really it's really really great cool um are there other things that you see coming down the pipe either with ruby or in the ruby community or ecosystem that you're excited to see I'm really excited to see the uh, YG, the performance improvement, of course, mm-hmm. and the, some of the uh, Prism parser. It's also a very great one. Uh, yeah, I also plan to use the Prism to steep and maybe in RBS, but yeah, not not get started. But yeah, it will be really great experience, uh, a great improvement. Or I also love the, uh, how do you say that? Uh, oh, Ruby RSP is very, very great. Awesome. It's awesome. So I'm using that in my everyday developments. And the last one I want to mention is that, uh, how do I say that? Our WebAssembly support. Yeah, WebAssembly support in Ruby. So, yeah. So, yeah. I've heard rumors about that. I don't know where it's at. Oh, WebAssembly, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's an 
kind of the running the Ruby interpreter in your browser. Right. So it's, it's something like that we run the JavaScript in your browser, but that we can run a Ruby program in the browser. Right. So by, uh, yeah. So uh, one of the, how do I say it? One of the three uh, use cases of the web assembly is that uh, I want you to provide some playgrounds of this div in on, on the browser. So then you can try type checking your Ruby code on the browser by accessing uh, some websites and uh, it will mm -hmm. download some steep Ruby code and some of the Ruby uh, interpreter that is WebAssembly and then it runs on your browser. So it will be great, right? Yep. Um, I just looked up an article and it says that it came in the 3.2 release. Yes, it was 3.2. That is very cool. I didn't know that they had gotten that in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm still waiting for some of the uh, concurrency support improvements in mm -hmm. this. So, yeah, this is uh, how they say that somewhat we are programmed to me. So because that Steve uses uh, a bunch of uh, worker processes, so it spawns up to. The, yeah, uh, it depends on the number of the processors on your computer, but it spawns 20 uh, Ruby processes to to do the uh, type checking. But that we can, yeah, the, but that if we do some parallelism in, inside the Ruby process, it will be really great. So because that we can stop uh, spawning the 20 Ruby process, but the, uh, we can use 20 threads in the, yeah, 20 queues, I, I guess, that in the in one Ruby process. Right, makes sense. Yeah. So um, what, what do I have to do to compile Ruby to WebAssembly? Oh, WebAssembly? <laughs> yeah. I don't, know. I don't know exactly. Okay. Do you know who's working on it? Because I, I'd, I'd love to pull them in and ask them a bunch of questions about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the yeah WebAssembly right now. So okay. yeah, <laughs> I should try, but yeah, happening. All right, I'll I'll have to track down who's uh, who's running that. Um, yeah, cool. Is there anything else you're looking forward to coming out or? Mm. No, no, yeah. All right, I'm cool. I'm good. Yep. Well, then I just have one more question, and that is if people have questions about RBS or anything else that's coming down the pipe that you're working on, uh, how do they connect with you? Uh, I'm sorry, is that what? what? How do, uh, yeah, how, how do people find you online? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on the Discord channel. The yeah, I'm on the Mastodon or Discord. It's uh -huh. in English. The Ruby dot social. Yeah, Ruby dot social. And oh, what is the Discord channel? The Ruby Discord. I don't know uh -huh. exactly what it is. So yeah, uh, I'll be there. So you can talk to me. What? 
yeah, you can joke tree on the open the pull request or file an issue in the GitHub project on the RBS project. All right, sounds good. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Thanks for jumping on and talking to me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you too. So it was really, yeah, great to talk with you.